Welcome to the SBS podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can download, or stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf, or you can schedule a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me today in this podcast, of course, Dave McKenzie. Bonjour, Dave. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Ça va Ça va plutôt bien. <laughs> uh, that's where we stop in French. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, I'm very happy uh, we say bonjour because we are finally in France. First day in France, first French win, first French yellow jersey. All is normal. Well, not you missed one very important fact there, uh, one, one important point. Um, I have not had my first champagne. Now that is a problem. That poses a problem because it's late afternoon. This is this is a drama for me. Well, this is your problem, <laughs> uh, and you could have sorted this out on your own, but uh, you didn't. Okay. Now, just one thing I want to get clear, and this is perfect because we are in a, the beautiful uh, Champagne region. How do we say the name? I get criticised a lot for this, and sometimes I pull people up, and I'm told different things. How do we say Moet Echandon? Is it like that, or give me the specifics? Okay. Take notice, we say Mouette et Chandon. Mouette et Chandon. Mouette et Chandon. Okay, okay, people, are you listening? This is how we say it from now on in Australia, not Maui, Maui, or any... You don't drop the T every time. In, you don't drop the, the last letter all the time in French, do you? No, absolutely not. Uh, let's talk racing, let's yes. talk cycling, because this is what we're here for. Uh, a stage that's gone pretty much as we predicted uh, yesterday. It was flat, attacks towards the end, and then we have someone we didn't actually predict, but a uh, victory with Panache with Alaphilippe. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, yes. Actually, incredible, but the guy is number one in the world. It's, you know, it's still incredible, though. It's still incredible because he attacked with 16 kilometres to go. Now, when I arrived in at the finish, we were hearing rumours about this wall, 20% wall towards the finish. And, and, and for the first time, our, our TV compound truck was parked 1.5 kilometres from the finish. Normally we're right on the finish line, but it was really crammed in. So I thought, right, I'm walking. I've got to see this for myself. It was a super steep. So then I switched and went, okay, forget the sprinters. Maybe Caleb, maybe this guy, maybe that guy. But I thought Michael Matthews, perfect for him. He won in Rodez a couple of years ago. And I thought definitely a guy like Alaphilippe, uh, Alejandro Valverde. So we're expecting Alaphilippe to wait. And he didn't he attacked 16 kilometres to go and he attacked on instinct. It wasn't planned. He was going to wait for the finish. He said it afterwards. But the guy is a superstar. He, and we knew it, but this victory is better than his victories last year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and just, yeah, that, that panache, that's, uh, that's something we not necessarily see in French riders. We, we talked about it, you know, Bardet uh, is someone that is really good in the mountains, but he's maybe not attacking the way he should be attacking. But... Philippe, he sees something, he sets fire to it. He does, he does, he absolutely did. And look, even even five kilometres to go, I'm saying in the track, no, he's going to need every bit of that sort of 40-second advantage that he had because I thought he'll he'll slow up on, on the steep incline to the finish. It's normal. He's on his own for 15 kilometres with a bunch, or a peloton, reduced peloton, I should say, chasing him. He didn't slow up. He actually held the margin. It was... 
No, no, that's one of the most impressive rides I've seen for quite some time. And then what's good as well is this This is the first yellow jersey since 2014 for a, a French rider. 2014, that, that's five years ago. I don't think that's long enough. I, I would have been happy for a few more years. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a bit... Uh, yeah, remember, there's a glass of champagne at the end. Okay, all right, all right, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> but no, like it's, it's a, you know, we're talking about the drought, about the 30 plus years of not winning a jersey, but to win a jersey, a yellow jersey in Paris, you got to keep it, you, you got to have it a little bit before as well. And we need to have France to come and have more regular access to that yellow jersey five years with no jersey for a country hosting the biggest bike strikes in the world i don't know there's something that doesn't ring normal to it no no you're dead right and and it is good it is great and look even even us and of course we're biased we we want to see the next australian win we've been blessed we've had one australian win and we've had plenty of stage wins over the years so we want that but for the for the dynamic of the sport can i say and for the business of the sport i should say really um we need a Frenchman to, to push for victory. And we've had, we've had Bardet and Pinot, uh, but we need a Frenchman wearing the yellow. The sport needs it. And because it will bring back the French interest in, in the sport. Not that they're disinterested, but there's a lot of competition. There's a lot of noise in sport in Europe, isn't there, around this time of the year, of course, always. Um, so it's good to have a Frenchman. And, you know, it, Panache, he's, he's just class. He's all class on and off the bike. Let's listen from the, the winner and the new yellow jersey, Julien Alaphilippe. Well, I was not so confident. Uh, so confident, I was just uh, really motivated to to try to to win the stage, and uh, I didn't expect that I I attack uh, so so far from the finish line. Uh, I I asked my uh, teammate Driss Devenas to go really full on, uh, full gas on the on the Mur de Mutiny to see the, the situation, and uh, at the end uh, I saw that uh, my legs was was good, and I attack, and I did uh, really the the down the downhill full gas and when I hear that I have a good gap I just continue first I try to win the stage and yeah. to, to have the yellow jersey now is uh, really special so you do have good legs you've showed it um, how far do you think you can uh, take this yellow jersey uh, to wear the yellow jersey it's already something special that I will never forget and for sure I will fight to, to, to keep it uh, as long as possible I know that uh, there is two stages in the Vosges Colmar and Planche de Belfi uh, that will will be really hard, uh, especially Planche de Belfi for me. So uh, I just enjoy uh, day after day, and uh, it's really something special. Thank you. Julie, Julian, uh, normally it's uh, Pino and Roman Bardet, everyone loves in France, but here I see now now it's you. What do you think about that? It's it's quite amazing. No, I have a lot of support from the public uh, since uh, last year after my uh, my good Tour de France. So. Now I'm just happy to to do what I what I what I do and to 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 make the people happy uh, around the, the road. And your attack was instinct. You didn't plan to attack so early, but you yeah, you said there's an opportunity. I have to wait. Normally uh, I can wait until the final. It's good uh, good uh, good final for me. But I know I just want to go full gas and 
to see what's happened and finally I just go into the line. So that was Julian Alaphilippe in English. Uh, I hope his uh, accent is not as strong as mine. I don't know, it's a competition. No one can beat Gabriel Guetta anyway. No, <laughs> yeah, come on, Gabriel. The game is up, pal. Come on, where's your Australian accent? <laughs> Do you know, I think there's big, I should, we should bet that on his last stage, the last episode, because we all know it's the last uh, of Gabriel Gatte, the last series of Gabriel Gatte on SBS uh, with Tesla Tour. But uh, imagine this, last episode, he goes, actually, does a Scooby-Doo moment. <laughs> All right, mate. <laughs> what, what I'd love to see is that absolute, absolute guttural, guttural Australian slang. And you know what? I just prefer a Chico roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that Scooby-Doo moment. Anyway, uh, more cycling. Michael Matthews, uh, where do you think he's at? He had several opportunities during this tour. You feel in his sort of body language that he, he is disappointed. He feels disappointed. Uh, where do you think he's at in this tour so far? Oh, look, he's in a good place. I mean, um, physically, I say, firstly, he's in a great place because he's proving he's got great form and he's absolutely allowed to be disappointed. I don't think he can be too... Um, he's allowed to be frustrated, I suppose, but he, can, he shouldn't be overly disappointed. The team's time trial, they were better, beaten by a better team. Stage one, um, yes, he was left on the front a bit early, but that's, you know, that's self-management. He maybe could have ridden that a little bit sort of better at the end. It's all, you know, one percenters. And then, you know, the, this stage with Alaphilippe winning, I mean, no one could do anything about that. So I think he should be philosophical. He's an interesting character, Michael, and the way he sort of expresses his feelings. He's a, he's a unique guy, um, but he is a class act. And I, I really think a win is, you know, not far around the corner. Touchwood, I think he's, he's, he's knocking on the door. So I think a win is, is close. Okay, let's talk about Team Ineos as well because today they they done most of the the chase behind uh, behind Alaphilippe. But uh, did that contribute to the fact that not taking anything away from Alaphilippe's win? But did that contribute to the fact that actually Alaphilippe won because Team Ineos were riding in the front pretty much to safeguard their riders to make sure no one got injured. So it meant that probably that they didn't have the full engine on. Probably not, but I, no, look, I mean, no, t- you can't take a single thing away from Alaphilippe's victory because uh, Yumba Visma, you know, they still had two guys to chase there, I think Bennett and Lawrence de Plus, and they just couldn't bring him back. And, and, you know, so I don't think, yeah, Ineos, not going full gas, but they were going hard enough. And when you've only got one rider out in front, and you could see Alaphilippe, he was absolutely grimacing. He was giving it 110%. So, look, what it was, it was like a mini version. The last 40 kilometres was like a little sort of Liège-Baston-Liège. I mean, the peloton exploded. You know, the sprinter's completely gone. And, you know, Mike Tunison, I actually thought he would have no problems made it to the finish today and, and potentially challenged for victory. So guys like that, who are obviously in great shape, you know, it just shows the Tour de France. It's just the next level up. Yeah, absolutely. OK, next stage. Uh, so tonight on SBS, uh, we are going, that's stage four. We are going to Nancy. Please tell me, we talked about Mouette et Chandon. Where are we starting from? Um... Reims. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Ram, Rim. Let me uh, grab my jaw back from the floor. <laughs> It's Reims. Reims. Why, why do you guys do... Why do you do that? Look, look, I'm looking at the book. R-E-I-M-S. Yeah, Reims. <laughs> This is hilarious. That's actually... Yeah, that's next level, that one. Okay, from now on, people. Reims. Reims, correct. So, Reims to Nancy. 213 kilometers, 0.5 to be uh, totally precise. Flat as, or almost flat as. Uh, I mean, who can we see in the end? 
we're talking Caleb, we're talking Viviani. Who, who, who do you see at the end? I th I'm pretty sure it's a day for the sprinters. A long, it is a long, another long stage, as you just pointed out. There's two categorised climbs, both Category 4, so they're not much. But the last one comes at the top. Tops out at 10 kilometres to go. It's three kilometres at 5%. I don't think it will be enough to offload the sprinters. But we also weren't told it was 20% in the final of, of the stage that Alaphilippe won. So I don't think it'll be enough, but you just never know. So I'm putting my money on sprinters. Uh, yes, so Caleb Ewan. Um, look, Michael Matthews, is he'll be up there. He's not super, super uh, pure sprinter, but he'll be there. Peter Sagan. He'll be fighting as well for a victory. And as you mentioned, uh, Viviani. And let's not forget, he hasn't had an opportunity yet, Dylan Grunewagen. He was a star of last year. I mean, he, he proved he was one of the quickest guys. So uh, I expect those guys now because they know chances for them, they're running out. You know, even though we're early on in the tour, stage six, remember, is Planche de Belfi. So it's, uh, there's, there's limited days for the sprinters. Yeah, absolutely. And guys like Richie, are they, is it more a stage to make sure that they go through unscathed? Yes, yes, correct. Won't, let's not call it a rest day. It's 213 kilometres. And look, I don't know. I haven't, we haven't had a good look at the course map. It's, I'm, I'm presuming it'll be, um, you know, there won't be crosswind, but you never know. So dare I say that, and then suddenly tomorrow there'll be crosswinds and it'll be chaos and carnage. But yeah, it's a day for them to try and just sort of get as easy a ride as possible and rally their, their teammates around them, you know, protect them. And look, and Richie, God, gee, can I say it again? He's in a, he's in a really relaxed place for a guy who's, you know, he's, he, he lost the most time just about apart from Bardet in the team's time trial, but he keeps maintaining that the second and third weeks this year are absolutely brutal. And he's right. The Alps are brutal. So there's a long way to go. So is it all about not losing too much energy, not losing too much time in this first week, go through to the first week, and then that is where the, the business starts. Yeah, it's true. And for someone like Richie Port, he can't afford to lose any more time. You know, he, he's still in the game, but he needs everything from here to go right for him and go well. So he can't really afford to lose any more seconds. He needs to make up time, you know, just snippets here and there if he can. You know, in Plage de Belfi, we'll, we'll get a real taste there of, of who is going well. Yeah, okay, where do we start again from tomorrow? Okay, that's oh, good. Got it. Ooh, I was a bit nervous. <laughs> What was the name of Champagne again? Moet, Moet, et Chandon. That's correct. Oh, you've earned your glass of uh, Champagne. Oh, uh, before we go, uh, Super Domestic of the Day, uh, do you have any nomination? I don't really have any nomination. Uh, I'm a, well, look, there's always someone, but no, no. I'll, 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 look, I've picked the first two, our producer, and then uh, our honorary Australian, George Bennett, the Kiwi. He's been brilliant, Yamba Visma. So who we got? Okay, um, it's, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm going to take an executive decision on it. It's not going to be a nomination. It's going to be a title straight away. Super Domestic of the Day. Today is our own cameraman, Kenny, uh, because that's his first tour. Uh, so let's say he's not a rookie at all in the job. Massive experience, but rookie on the tour. Today, he's delivered so much at the start. We, we, I was with him all day uh, at Real Trooper drove on a motorway was editing everything on the way like you know I can't sit if I'm not driving in a car yeah. he was watching his computer editing four, five, six stories on the motorway super domestic of the day no discussion it's Kenny uh, I, I, yeah I'll take that I'll let you have that one and, and I'll agree with you now the other side of that is 
you guys did not see a single pedal of the race, did you? You didn't. What happened? No, and then we still did a podcast. Thank you for killing my uh, credibility on this. Uh, but I've listened to it on uh, French radio, which, by the way, means that the Tour de France and cycling on radio is actually great because you just got all these images in your head. So I got all the lay down, all the, all the talk, all the understanding of what the race uh, was uh, unfolding without seeing a single picture of it. Uh, so that's why I know a bit about the race. But uh, yeah, we got uh, a long drive and then we got stuck on the motorway for a long time. So it took us five hours to do 300k or 230k. So, and actually, we got beaten by the riders. I was going to say, and this is this is true for people who, for our listeners, you, and I'm sure you all know, we, we do work hard here, and it's not just you know champagne and and uh, um, crepes and and waffles and what have you, but that's right. The 220 odd kilometres, the peloton actually were quicker than you guys. Absolutely, we waved them goodbye this morning. We were at the start filming for the highlight show and all the online features and so on that we, we're making, and then we left straight after them and then they beat us to, uh, to the end. That's crazy. Massive traffic, traffic jams. It's a holiday period. You're, you're still a rookie, mate. Come on, you're, you're in your own country, for God's sake. Sort it out. <laughs> you know, I was actually... The only thing I was thinking when I was driving, thinking of you, what are you going to hang on me tonight in the pod? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm, I, um, don't worry, I'm stockpiling. It's a long three weeks. So, yeah, don't, don't, don't think you're getting away with it. I'm just stockpiling for later on. Okay, you and your champagne. Thank you, Michael, for joining us today. Thank you. Another good day. Remember that you can uh, download, stream, and uh, subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash tdf. And you can schedule a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until the next podcast, it's bye for now. A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it. Your cycling buddies probably use it. And the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac or Apple device and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days riding around Watopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.